Understanding Change, the Self-Change Project. You have chosen a field that is all about change. In essence, you are studying to become an agent of change. You want to know how to facilitate and support clients and consumers needing or wanting to make changes in their lives. Understanding change is crucial to your success. Applying what you learn about how change occurs in your own life will deepen your understanding. Why are we doing this project? We are doing this project because using this model to make a change in your own life will be much more meaningful than just reading about it. And research suggests that making one change, however small it may seem, can give you the tools and the confidence to make additional changes. We are also doing this project because when you do an internship, you will be expected to be familiar with this model. It is likely that you will be asked to assess clients and consumers to determine their stage of change. This is done so that services offered can match readiness to receive those services. For example, Montgomery County Emergency Services and Central Montgomery County Mental Health and Mental Retardation both require a stage of change to be entered in clinical notes each day the client or consumer participates in those agencies. We are doing this project because almost all counseling textbooks include stages of change as a major focus. This means that the more you learn now, the better prepared you will be to be successful in counseling courses you may take in the future. And finally, we are doing this project because it will enable us to help ourselves and our clients use some of the excellent self-help books, videos, and websites available. Almost any approach to counseling is made more effective with informed inclusion of self-help materials. Defining your self-change goal. You will begin your self-change project by choosing and defining a goal. This is an extremely important part of your project. You should choose a focus for your self-change project that you will be comfortable discussing with your classmates. It is not necessary nor desirable to reveal intimate details about yourself, friends, or family. Respect your own privacy and that of others. Some possible examples of areas that a change project might address are getting more exercise, stopping or reducing smoking, increasing time uh, spent studying, etc. Once you have chosen a topic, you need to do research on what is known about it. Guidelines for research are in the course document on the Blackboard site for this course. Do this in APA style, which we will discuss at length in class. You should then prepare a reference page listing all the resources you have identified and read or intend to read. Writing your goal statement. You need to write a goal statement that is brief, clear, and describes exactly what your outcome measures will be. The specifying targets article in our course document sections will be very helpful to you. A goal statement should describe specific behaviors you wish, wish to change and the specific situations in which they occur. Avoid goals that are too general. Becoming an independent person is too broad. In what situations are you too dependent? What do you actually do when you are being emotionally dependent? There are several steps you can take that will help you be more specific when defining your goal. 
This may begin with listing examples of the behavior you wish to change, describing what makes the behavior a problem, and careful observation of yourself and others. It is always a good idea to specify what desirable behavior will replace the undesirable behavior. What do you hope to do more of? For example, you may want to watch less television so you can spend more time studying and reading material helpful to your professional goals. Or you might want to watch less television to spend more time with loved ones. Stages of change. After defining a goal, the next step is to determine readiness for or stage of change. In pre-contemplation, clients usually do not believe that they have a problem. Why, you may ask, do they come for counseling? They are usually sent by the courts because of a DUI conviction or for anger management because of a domestic violence incident or by an employer for a workplace incident where they are dragged in by a spouse threatening divorce. For purposes of this assignment, you may assume that you are in the contemplation stage, thinking about changing, but ambivalent about it. Clients in this stage tend to see both the upside or benefits of change as about equal to the downside or costs of making a change. People can remain and stay in contemplation for years. In the preparation stage, the client has decided to take action and taken some small steps toward achieving his or her goal. For example, if increased exercise is a goal, they may have looked into gym memberships, purchased workout gear, etc. In the action stage, clients are actively changing their behavior. For example, if increased exercise is a goal, they have begun attending aerobics classes, walking and or biking. Relapse is a major concern of the maintenance stage. Clients need help anticipating temptations and gaining confidence by rehearsing what they will do when tempted to resume old problem behaviors. When you change, the stages of change are often illustrated with a staircase. It's an easy way to visualize progress. Of course, stairs go down as well as up. It is fairly common for a client who has begun taking action to temporarily return all the way back to the contemplation stage. Much research has been done describing how to help clients who become stuck, again, in the ambivalence which characterizes this stage. William Miller's motivational interviewing is probably the most well-known. The Trance Theoretical Model William Miller, famous for his work with addiction, was the first to incorporate the concept of stages of change into his well-developed approach to counseling. His book, Motivational Interviewing, describes how to use the stages of change to develop interventions that are geared to the client's readiness or stage of change. He applies the research of Prochaska, Norcross, and DiClemente, and, and which is discussed at length in your textbook for this course. Miller calls his approach to counseling trans-theoretical, meaning literally across theories, because it works well with a variety of counseling approaches. Motivational interviewing. Miller's motivational interviewing includes many of the processes and techniques associated with the stages of change model. However, his work is especially focused on clients stuck in the ambivalence of the contemplation stage. And think that is thinking about change but not taking action. 
You may click on the link below to watch a video in which Miller describes how he developed his theory, the key concepts, and what he sees as the best applications for his theory.